else did I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We're Jeff and Mandy Rose. We want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. April Fools. <laughs> oh, it's never mind. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Uh, wrong holiday. Wrong holiday. Yeah. That's not even funny. I know. <laughs> we always struggle with like how to start our podcast and we spend like five minutes just like staring at each other. Like, we should just record that. I think that'd be more interesting. It is. It's like, it's kind of funny because we argue about stuff and then we just push start and we just record. <laughs> yes, yes. And then it turns into April Fool's. I have no idea. That made no sense, but that was the whole point. Oh, okay. No, but it is what New Year's uh, Eve today. We're recording this podcast. Yeah, we're productive. We are. It's how we roll here at Dollars and Roses. Yeah, I still need to take a shower, so we're going to have to make this go away. I knew I smelled something. <laughs> what I usually say, you smell like uh, pickles. He, always, he says I smell like pickles when I'm like haven't taken a shower. It's, it's disgusting. It's is funny. That Welcome. should be your fun fact. You just, I kind of ruined it then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so welcome to episode number 18 of the Dollars and Roses. And like what we've been doing previously, we are going to start with a fun fact. You want that to be, be my fun fact? No. Okay. That I, doesn't, I, had, I had another one. Okay. So uh, we just like to share a fun fact either about ourselves or each other. This podcast, we're going to share one about the other. And we don't know what the other one is going to share until they announce it to for all you to hear. So Mandy, what is your fun fact about me? I don't think I said this one yet. Hopefully not. <laughs> but my fun fact about you is that you can sleep literally anywhere, anywhere. And you can fall asleep within like two seconds. Like you go to bed and you're like, I'm like, okay, good night. And I'm like, wait, you're already sleeping. <laughs> or you could be like laying on the concrete floor and you could still fall asleep. Like, I don't understand it. Like I have to be in my bed like, or in a nice comfy bed to be able to sleep. And it takes me at least like 30 minutes to an hour to fall asleep. Uh, that's what we call talent that I can actually do that. <laughs> oh, this is talent. talent. Are, are you sure you weren't born with this ability? I don't know if I was born with it, but I will say that uh, being in the military for nine years has had helped that I've slept in many gravel roads and very uncomfortable situations. And you just learn to sleep when you can. That so, is true. So I think that's, so uh, that's it. So fellas, I mean, you know, that's just part of it. It's talent. That he also sleeps when he's supposed to be watching the kids, you know, like I'll be like, Hey, can you watch them? I got a potty trained. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. It's not good. Well, it's funny that your fun fact about me was with sleeping because my fun fact also was with you with sleeping. It was? It is. The fact that up until college, you used to sleep with this thing called your whoopee. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying this right now. <laughs> and what exactly was this whoopee? Because it looked like to me it was a stuffed animal that got caught like in a garbage disposal or a weed whacker. It was not a stuffed animal. It was a blanket. A blanket. <laughs> I mean, but this thing looked like it was shredded to pieces. My whoopee was my baby blanket that I've had since, I mean, since I was born, I guess. And I may or may not have taken it to college. And I... Uh, no, you did. Because <laughs> when we first started dating, I, when I happened to be visiting your bedroom, be not <laughs> saying what we were doing, but I was just visiting and there was this shredded thingy that was like underneath your pillow. <laughs> I did keep it underneath my pillow because I tried to hide it, but I don't know. I just 
stop making fun of me. I had a whoopee. And I finally retired it after we got married. <laughs> Wait, were we married for like a year? And then I finally retired I don't, it. I can't remember if we actually brought it into the house, but. No, I still have it. Of course you do. But I just don't sleep with it. But I did sleep with it until we got married. Yes, you did. Oh, God, that's embarrassing. You did. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. But uh, as you mentioned, you did get rid of it. So maybe not so much regarding the topic of our podcast today. I'm not sure how much it was cluttering your life, but uh, you felt that it was something you needed to, to part with. <laughs> Oh, you're so clever. I am clever. You like that tie-in? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, we are talking about decluttering, and that is actually going to be our challenge for starting off the new year for January, is helping uh, others and helping people, including ourselves, declutter. And what does it mean to you to declutter? Well, for me, declutter means like getting rid of the excess stuff in your life that you don't need. Oh gosh, like clutter to me is so stressful. Like I walk into a room, there's toys everywhere. There's, you know, papers piled up on the kitchen counter. Like anytime I see clutter, I feel stressed. It's like this burden of stress. And so getting rid of that, getting rid of that clutter is just a way to reduce stress. And I personally think that it will have a huge impact on your marriage because reducing the amount of stress that you have, I mean that has to be good for a marriage, right? Because like what's worse than a stressed out life, right, babe? That's, I totally agree. <laughs> but the funny thing with us was that, I mean, we we always, each year, I feel like we always donate stuff to uh, Goodwill, Salvation Army, et cetera. Not so much, I don't think, to declutter, but more or less just to get the tax deduction. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little bit of both. But <laughs> it was this summer, this is how, for us, how decluttering became something that we just felt very compelled to do. But we were at a conference in Portland, Oregon, and we got to have a chance to have dinner with Josh Becker, Joshua Becker, who runs the blog, becomingminimalist.com. And uh, we were at dinner with him and our friends, Bob and Linda, and somehow the topic of becoming, I guess, becoming a minimalist or being a minimalist, like what that really means. Because I think Mandy and I both had a different perception on what it meant to be be a minimalist. And so we just asked, you know, Mr. Becker, Joshua, like what that meant. He explained it. And I think as quick as the explanation I remember, I don't know what you remember for the conversation, but he said something like, you know, a lot of people have four or five different place settings where they have 15 forks in their drawer. Like we have five, you know, we just have like the bare minimum what we need. You know, we don't have extra because we never use it or like having China and just other stuff that we don't use. It's like, you know, my wife still has stuff on the wall. Like we just envision if you walked in their house that they just had white walls and like a beanbag. That might've been what you envisioned. (laughs) Maybe, yeah, a little bit over the top, but anyway, we just started talking about that and that's when we talked about decluttering and that's really when it became first, I think, prominent with us. Yeah, because we have a lot of stuff and we have a lot of stuff that we don't need (laughs) and we have a lot of extra stuff as in like I may be one of those people that has like uh, five sets of sheets for every bed, which is so not necessary. But, you know, it's like four or five years ago, we built this house and whenever we built it, we made sure we had like lots of closet space and I wanted to have lots of room. And so the reality is those like all of those closets were like filled 
and it was filled with stuff that like was just taking up space and we didn't need it. And so after having this dinner with him and talking to him about like just the way that he lived his life and just being a minimalist really made me think like, why do I need five sets of sheets for every bed? Like, why do I need 20 towels for, you know, per person? And why do I need all of these things that are just taking up space and cluttering my life, you know? Absolutely. And that was the thing. So we, in that conversation, Joshua's also, he's written two books that talk about just simplicity and cluttering. One of them was called Clutter Free with Kids that uh, you can check out on uh, on Amazon. Also his web, website, Becoming Minimalist. And then also Simplify, Seven Guiding Principles to Help Anyone Declutter Their Home and Life, which is probably something that we need to reread again. But um, I know that after that conversation, and that was, I, I believe, like a Friday or Saturday evening, we couldn't wait to get home to just go through our entire house of just stuff that we've had and just like, why do we have this? Yeah. It was like my mentality or mentality was I'm hanging on to this because like the, what if, like, what if I need this or what if I want to wear this or what if one day I'm going to be looking for this and it's going to come in handy. And so whenever we were talking to him, we said that and he was like, but then you have to weigh the like, well, what if, how much is it going to cost you to get another one? You know, like it's taking up all this space in your home and it's cluttering your life, like get rid of it. And so I, I mean, I was so excited because you know me, I love organization. I'm super type A. So I was so excited to get home and just really kind of put some of the things that he had told us into action. And so we started, (laughs) we started decluttering. I went a little crazy. Do you remember any of the things that you had, uh, any personal possessions that I know for me, when I was going through stuff, I could just hear Josh, Josh went in my head, like saying, why do you have this? Why do you need this? Yes. Especially when I was going through my closet, because I tend to hold on to, you know, if there's a shirt that I maybe wore like once this year, you know, I'm like, well, I mean, maybe I'll wear it again. But he was like, if you wore it once, you're not going to, you know, it's like once in 365 days, is that really worth it? You don't need to hang on to like, and have 5 million shirts. And so when I was going through my closet, I was really hearing him in the back of my head. Cause I'd be like, Oh, well, uh, I don't know. I might wear this. I don't know. What if I want to wear it? Uh, and I just heard him saying like, get rid of it. <laughs> and same with like shoes. Cause I have a lot of shoes. And so there were shoes that I have like four pair of black boots. It's like, why do I need four pair of black boots? I just need one pair of black boots. So I picked my favorite pair of black boots and I gave the rest away. And I'm, I mean, I kept a lot of things, but I'm definitely not living in, like a minimalist in my closet, but compared to how I was, I have definitely decluttered a lot. I know for me personally, I had t-shirts I had not worn in over a year, maybe even two. I had white socks, like white gym socks in my, my drawers. And I, I don't wear white socks anymore. I, I typically, when I'm working out, I wear black socks, kind of like the new thing, I guess, or, you know, I have my dress socks, but so I have these white gym socks and I'm like, why do I have these? I've not worn white gym socks since like, like in five years, like why are they still in my closet? I had ties that I had bought when I used to wear a tie to work every day. And if you know me now, like, like you might get lucky and see me wear a tie at a wedding if you're lucky. <laughs> but other than that, I just do not wear ties unless I absolutely have to. Usually so you probably had like a hundred ties. Uh, at least a hundred ties. More, maybe more. And they weren't even like, and I, the, the embarrassing thing was I had a, an intern at the time. So I gave him this bag full of ties and I didn't realize that this is how, how long ago that I bought new ties, but all my ties were outdated because they were like the older, whiter ties. Oh, really? He yeah. didn't tell me that he, part. Yeah. So he didn't, he was, he found a way to make 
maybe like some custom way to like make them not as wide. Um, but <laughs> anyway, make them like a slim looking tie. But nonetheless, so I had all these ties that I was hanging on to. I have no idea. And they're totally outdated, which makes me feel so old even admitting that. Yeah, you shouldn't. Cause I mean, I haven't Buy been it. wearing ties that long, but anyway, <laughs> so all this stuff I was hanging on to and it's just like, why do I still have this? Yeah, I had bins of baby clothes and, you know, our youngest is three and a half. And yes, we are getting another child. We're adopting from the Philippines and we don't know whether it's going to be a girl or a boy or what their age is going to be. But I had bins of clothes from when like my first child who was seven was a baby. And I'm thinking to myself, like I was like even looking through the clothes and I'm like, even if I get another child and even if they're like young enough to wear these clothes and even if it's a boy, like I would never put them in this. Like this is so old. It's been used like. So I really got rid of just, I mean, I literally have no baby clothes and it's kind of like one of those things that's, it's hard to do because you're getting rid of all your baby clothes. But I just told myself like, I don't need to hang on to all of this, you know? Something that I'm, I'm horrible at, which I now recognize why this is. I don't know if I mentioned this on, on a previous podcast, but I, I took a personality test. And one of the things about me is that I'm a very high research person, a high fact finder. And what that basically means is that I like to read and know everything about everything, especially if it's something I'm, I'm diving into. So Oftentimes what I'll do is like, if I want to write an article about something, if I want to read about it, I'll tear out the magazine article or I'll hang onto the magazine thinking that I will use this one day or apply it one day. And I have this little section in the kitchen on the kitchen counter, which Mandy absolutely loves <laughs> where I, I just, I have this stack of papers that I keep because you never know when I might need them. And which is never, which, which is absolutely never. I mean, it's funny because I know there've been times where like I would read like money magazine. I thought, Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to write a blog post on that. And I tear it out of the magazine. I said it in, a, in this pile, in this pile. You know, in a file folder sometimes. No, sometimes. no, 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 no. But nonetheless, I remember I would go through that pile, you know, say a few months later, several months later, and I'd see an article that I, I tore out of Money Magazine, like literally six months ago. And I, have I wrote anything on it yet? No. It's like, why am I hanging on to this? I mean, there's so many better ways of to actually store this stuff, whether it be like online or something like that. Like uh, at least it was like digital. But uh, I'm just notorious uh, for that. Yeah, you need to make sure you work on that spot because that really stresses me out. And you want me to be stress-free, right, babe? I try. <laughs> I try. Okay, well, I wanted to mention, too, something else besides just decluttering your home, which I think is super important. Like I said, decluttering your home reduces stress. I think will enhance your marriage. I think decluttering your life is something else that people don't necessarily talk about. But, you know, your life can just be cluttered with all of these things to do. Like, you know, you are volunteer. I remember at one point, Jeff was like volunteering on every board and committee. He was like the vice president of our homeowners association. He was like in the chamber of commerce. He was, I don't know. Like, I just remember he had all of these things that he kept saying yes to. And it just felt like his life was like so cluttered. Like, you know, it was, he had a hard time saying no. And so we had this conversation, like you have to start like saying no to things and you have to start decluttering your life and kind of like focusing on what, what your priorities are. I totally agree. I mean, it's something, it was hard for me to, to say no. I think I mentioned this before. I, I guess I'm a people pleaser. I, I always feel like, oh, there's enough time in the day, but I just recognize that, you know, I had to start saying no to the things that weren't as important to me and start saying yes to things that were more important. And whether that be, you know, family or my business or, you know, 
church. I mean, just things that were much, much more important in my life. Yeah. It's the same. I think when, if you have kids, letting them do every single sport that they want or every activity, extracurricular activity, like for us, I mean, we have to be very conscious of what we say yes to, because we know that when we say yes, that means there's going to be a practice probably once a week and there's going to be games every weekend. And so we are conscious of what we let our kids be involved in. Like we want them to be involved, but we don't want them to be over involved. We still want them to be kids and we still want them to spend time as a family with us and be able to, you know, eat dinner together and not have practice every single night. So it can apply to that as well. Yeah. And I think another thing too, is that when you go through a declutter process and you start just looking through your possessions and things that you have and things that you're holding on to, I think it also makes you take a really hard look at when you actually go to buy new stuff where, you know, do I actually need this? Like, is this going to become something that I'm going to, you know, donate in, you know, in a year's time? I just came upon the scripture I wanted to share. It's a Luke uh, 12 through 15. And it says, and he said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness for one of life. One's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And I think about when decluttering and all the stuff that we have, and a lot of people just like their stuff. They like to hang on to it. They don't want to give it away. And at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say that we're not somewhat materialistic. We have things that we like, but you also have to remember, like, you know, you're not taking that stuff with you. You know, it's not going, it's not going to heaven with you. So it's like to be all caught up in your possessions and not be willing to give that away. And, you know, some of the shirts I gave away, they were some nice polo shirts you know, that I guess I could have worn, but at the time my intern, you know, he didn't have a lot of money. He wanted to look nice. So I want to give him something that would make him feel good, you know, that he could wear and feel more professional. And, you know, it's something that I had the means to do so. And I didn't care about the position at that time. So I gave it to him. And sometimes it's just nice to pass that on. So I think the thing that holds up a lot of people with decluttering their things in their home and their life is that it's overwhelming. I know that we have a specific spot in the basement that's just filled with like a bunch of junk. And when I open the door and I think about decluttering it, it overwhelms me. And so do I, I shut the door and I go back upstairs and I think I'll do that another time. So that's one thing that we wanted to kind of stress during the declutter challenge is that it isn't something that you can do overnight. It's not something that can be done quickly. This is going to have to be like little baby steps every single day that will help you reach the bigger picture. And so we did kind of create a worksheet for you guys, this kind of helping you like what you could do each day for 22 days that would kind of help you declutter your life in your home. Yeah. I mean, I know like when we came back from Portland and we were so gun ho to do it, you know, my mind's like, Hey, we'll get this done in a weekend. And I think it was a Saturday, the, the area of the basement that she's describing. I mean, that literally took us, I think, the entire day of just going through it and going through boxes and stuff. And, oh, I remember I found my old, <laughs> my old CDs from like college that were still there. But that's when I found my Violet Femme CD and I sang that. I remember. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> so there were some nice memories that come along with that. But then the same token is like, why am I still hanging on to this stuff? Because guess what? This should all be, you know, on, my, on iTunes. I don't have to be like in a full-on huge uh, storage area. So it's good to, to kind of go through that. But yeah, I, I think it's, you know, start with the plan, figure out where you want to start first, and then just start tackling, you know, either be a room or as uh, Mandy actually on the uh, spreadsheet or the, our little checklist for you, you know, just start off with your kitchen counter, you know, or find that area in the house. Maybe it's not your kitchen counter, maybe it's your bathroom counter, maybe it's, you know, your home office, or it could be your kid's playroom, just starting somewhere just so you can have some progress and get some momentum. momentum. 
Yeah, I'm excited about this challenge because this is something that, you know, I think is ever it's ongoing, you know, like I've decluttered, but like there are a million more things that I can declutter. So it's like really never like a finished challenge, but the overall feeling will make you feel just less stressed about not having so much stuff cluttering your life. And And I will say now that we've gone through that initial cleansing, that it is easier to let go of things. Like when I come across, I just trying to think of like random things. Like I was hanging on to badges from, from previous conferences that I attended like a few years ago. And I'm just like, why am I hanging on to this? You know, it's so now when I just attended that conference again, I came back home and I'm like, well, I'm not going to hang on this for another year. See ya. I know. I, I was so excited because I remember I was like, oh gosh, he's going to want to keep this, but you didn't. I was like done. I'm like, there's no point. I mean, I'm just going to like throw it away in a year from now. So might as well just get it over with. And so just little things like that. Other things when I was more, it, it was harder to let go, let go of things because I never thought what I might not, I might need them. Now it's like, peace. I'm out. Yep. I'm I'm all about it. (laughs) Well, so we hope that you uh, take us up on this declutter challenge. We have a hashtag for this yet? Not yet. Not yet. All right. So uh, we'll have a hashtag for this. You can share on Instagram so we can follow along to see how the decluttering process is going. We promise you that once you do it, you'll love it. You'll just love just the the space and the cleanliness. The freedom. The freedom of all this. You'll have less stress. Spend more time worrying about your spouse. I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't know what that means. Oh, just kidding. Okay. Well, this is your life. This is your marriage and only you can make it more. Until next time. Take care. <laughs>